Dan's Drive-In Double Feature presents The Last Slumber Party Minute, a minute-by-minute podcast covering Steven Tyler's The Last Slumber Party, copyright 1988. Your host, Daniel R. Budnick. You can call him Dan. Now, listen to this. Episode 62, Minute 62. All right, everyone, it's Dan. Here we go. The excitement is really ratcheted up. I think, I think, Dr. Sickler is going to get a glass of milk. Let's listen. Let me hit you with the highlights of this sweet, sweet minute. Ah, mm, whole milk, the best. I don't think I've ever drank whole milk in my life unless unless it was put in like a milkshake or coffee or something, an actual full glass of, of whole milk. We always used to drink 2% milk, and then in recent years it's been skim. And I really don't drink milk much at all now. Uh, I, would, I would put it on cereal, but I don't really have cereal. You know, I have... It's funny, when... You, I, I doubt you're listening to this on Halloween, uh, but I still have my... Uh, I have not seen Hide Nor Hair of the Monster cereals yet. This is being recorded in late August of 2018. I have not seen Hide Nor Hair of the Monster cereals, but I still have boxes. I have a box of, I think, f- f- I definitely Booberry and I think Count Chocula from last year. And it's just sort of with my diet right now it's just that not a thing I eat and maybe I should I don't know um I, I'd like to uh, um you know I still have the boxes when was that was it 2013 or 2012 when they brought back I think it was 13 or was it 12 when they brought back Fruit Brute and Yummy Mummy I think it was 13 uh that was awesome that was awesome. I had one box of each of those and had such a good time mixing and matching the, the Monster Series. I love the Monster Series. I have those, well, I don't own those, but I have files of those three great albums that they put out in like the 70s that you could get in your, um, uh, with with the box. Uh, I, th- I think they were like um, like those those albums you would sort of cut out and then put, you'd have to like put a dime on a certain spot to keep it pressed down. Like Mad Magazine used to do that a bunch, I think. Um, but it was what, the Monsters... Uh, the monsters uh, in outer space, the monsters go to Hollywood, and the monsters go disco. Each one's like four or five minutes long, and each one's super fun. I have them on my iPod, along with a buttload of um, scary sound effects records and, and um, my uh, monster rock, rock and monster bash mix 
uh, of songs. It's a hundred songs from the late 50s, early 60s, all in mono, nothing in stereo. And they're all, um, obviously Monster Mash is on there and Monster Mash Party, which is just basically sort of Monster Mash playing all the monsters have a party. And uh, along with like 98 or so other great tracks from that time period, ranging from all genres, uh, ranging from, you know, like, I don't know if high production values are, are, are the right word, but like Monster Mash style production values to all the way to just some guy strumming a guitar in his kitchen as a friend of his does um, uh, werewolf noises and they have a sound effect of a storm that's way too loud. Oh boy, I can't wait for Halloween. Oh, unless you're listening to this and you're saying, Dan, Halloween's over or or it is Halloween. I applaud you if you've got to this point in there and it's still Halloween. Good on you. And I'm, I'm glad you joined me for this journey. But what is there to say about this minute? I, I, I think I did all that because there's not much to say uh, with this minute. Dr. Sickler is, is home, and he does, in fact, pour himself a glass of milk, and he's standing at the sink looking through the window, and I think if I get the geography of the house correct, he is looking at the guy's car, I believe. I think because they show him sort of sternly looking out the window like, what's that out there? Hmm. And he's not saying anything. He's just he's just staring and staring. And so I think he's looking at the car. They should really have cut to a shot of the car to, to sort of show that. But they don't, which is odd. Um, but that's 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 the power of Tyler. That's the Stephen Tyler's mise-en-scene is that, um, you know, he'll sometimes leave you up in the air. What is he looking at? What is he looking at? I think he's looking at the car. I think he can see the guy's car. I think he should have seen the guy's car when he got out of his car. But that's another story. Now... Uh, yeah, it's it's tricky with this minute because, um, so, yeah, he drinks his milk, sets the glass down, puts the milk away, and while he's putting the milk away, the glass falls off and shatters. Uh, he goes into uh, a back room uh, in the hallway that leads out to get, uh, presumably, a broom, a dustpan, something like that, when the phone rings really, really loud. And so he goes and picks up the phone, but, of course, the cord's been cut. And it's funny, like, a ladder in the window into your daughter's window um a uh the a guy's car uh that's a, a fellow classmate a guy male classmate's car parked in the driveway it's early in the morning there's nobody around and your phone cord has been cut and and it's funny it's like the phone cord has just been cut there apparently like if chris uh, wanted to, she could have, you know, gone to one of the other myriad uh, of phones in there. Instead, she she went, yeah, I don't know, you know, there are a couple of gaps in this movie's logic, and but I, uh, I mean, I can't, I can't complain. I mean, you, you, I mean, we remember, yeah, she she tried that phone, the phone cord was cut, and then I thought she was going out with her knife to try that other phone that was right there, but she didn't. But maybe it wasn't working, but it sure is working, and um. Yeah, what is this thing at the end of the minute? Dr. Sickler is walking into sort of the living room area, like a bar kind of thing. I get, I'm confused at the layout of this house. It's, it's like, it's I, I think it's we're seeing rooms from sort of different angles. And it, it, I think we're seeing like the same two or three rooms, just so you keep shooting them from different angles. So it's like, what this, there's like a bar right there? It's like a counter or something? And what's this thing, this cabinet? There's like... Like at the end of the minute, Dr. Sigler's walking through a doorway. There's some chairs on the right. It's all very dark. Um, there's some sort of newspaper or something uh, framed on the wall, probably saying how great Dr. Sickler is. And then there's like a cabinet that's opened up that looks like it's a like a maybe a record player or something, but that where would the speakers be? I, I don't know what that what that is. 
And then there is a record player over in the other part of the room that they listen to some First Strike on. Uh, I want to hear some more First Strike, don't you? It's funny, if you've... Well, I don't know if it's funny. Did it make you laugh? The Tell, tell me if this makes you laugh. Um, I, I One of the things I really have focused on in these, not in Night of Horror, obviously, um, but, but in the others, very much sort of trying to figure out the layout of the house and uh, the layout of the space they're in. So you remember all the all the minutes we spent endlessly trying to figure out what the hell door was which in Blood Lake, what was the front door, what was the side, where's that shed, and it seemed to change as it went along. I don't know, you know the um, the more we observe the house, the more it becomes a different house, I guess. Yeah, and this one, I I feel like every time I sit down to watch it, I feel like I know the layout of the house, but. I also see how large it is and know that we're not going into spaces. And, but there are moments like this moment. I, I'm not sure, 100% sure where he is. I think we've come around this corner before. I think this is where Chris sort of came around the corner um, earlier with the knife. I think, Or she came out of that hallway with the... Oh, God. Well, we'll figure something out. So uh, the phone is ringing. And Dr. Sickler forgot the orange juice, and he's left some broken glass on the kitchen floor. And he's mildly perturbed by the fact that possibly there are three young men um, in bed with his daughter and her two friends in the house. And maybe with his wife. I don't know. They were good-looking guys, you know. His, you know, the heart uh, does what it does. No, I'm not advocating. Mm, be good. Listen. 